pray. Let's get seated. All right. Last week, we drew a lesson from Genesis chapter number one, and we saw that God, while he was doing the work of creation, was very much intentional. And then did not do everything at once. Everything was segmented. And then we were able to discover that the first thing that he did was to bring light. That was the first element that was brought into creation was light. And then we were able to discover that that light there represents information knowledge represent knowledge and that when you don't have proper knowledge about what you want to do the tendencies that you will do them wrong will always be there somebody can get stranded along the way but if the person has if so a substantial level of knowledge and information about whatever project that he intends to embark on it will stand a better chance to get them accomplished and accomplished very well. So we were advised that if God himself, being the almighty, omniscient, had to begin with knowledge, had to begin with light, it is now incumbent on every individual that when you want to start a thing, you begin that thing with knowledge. Explore. Don't just jump into an activity and then say, when I get into it, then I start learning. It's not the best way to practice stops. First thing must come first. We must generate knowledge. And when you look closely to that scripture, you will see another thing. Yes, it began with light, and that was not all that happened. We all know from elementary Bible studies that it took him seven days to do actual creation. These things are instructive to each and every one of us. It took him seven days, in fact, six days to create, and the seventh day, the Bible declared that God rested and then declared that all that he has made, that they will be good and very good. Day one was for the creation of light creation of light, and that light is not the moon, neither is it the star, neither is it the sun. It made the light and darkness in the very first day. The second day, when you go through the scripture, the sky and the water was made. Therefore, water was separated. Third day, the land and the sea we are created. Water was gathered and vegetation was made on the third day. The fourth day, he created the moon, the sun, and the stars. And all of these things that God made, they, were, they all had purpose. And we also saw that whatever he did a previous day was an arrangement for what he would do the next day. And then the fifth day, 
he created the fishes and the birds. The sixth day he created animal and man to take care of every other thing that he has made. Seventh day he rested. And then if every day something happened, it then implies that God was working with a plan. That's where I am going. There was a plan with which God was working. That was why everything was not done in one day, because he had a plan. And then if God had a plan, it is good on us that we must always plan whatever we want to do. Remember, we said there is need for us to get information. And one of the ways you gain information about what you intend to do is by planning. That is how you learn more about what you want to do. It is by planning to do that thing. Again, if we really want to live a successful life, you know, fulfilled life, our life should not be lived without a plan. That's where I am going. Our life should not be lived without a plan. For instance, we have entered a fresh week. What is your plan for this week? No plan. How do you how are you how do you intend to navigate this week? God planned his week. Monday to uh, Sunday to Saturday was planned. Day one, I will do this. Day two, I will do this. Day three, and he did accordingly. So I just want to uh, uh, just remind us the importance of planning. You know, we live our life by chance. For example, some people here, if not almost everybody, man, have just come out Monday. What are the things you are supposed to do? You know your routine activities. Beyond your routine activities, other things you should do. What are they? Mado, there is a very free seat here. So we, are, we should begin to live our lives. There are some people that go about with their to-do lists. Like that is today. They know things that they must attend to. And then anything that is not within that list, they, they will find it difficult or strange to give their time to it. And that is why somebody will wake up in the morning and is heading to do a particular thing. Call that doesn't concern him. Activity that doesn't concern him. We take the person's day and time. And then when you ask the person, what were you able to achieve? He will tell you, as I was going on the road, so, so thing happened. The thing that happened doesn't concern you. And why those things we gain our attention and distract us is because we don't have plan. And when you don't have plan, anything that comes will gain your attention. But if you have plan, you know where you are going. And then you have made up your mind how you want to go there. Definitely, when you see an, op an option that is not contained in your route, you will avoid it. You know where you are going. And then you take time to plan your journey to that place. 
If you can plan one day, you can plan every week. If you can plan a week, you can plan a month. If you can plan a month, you can plan a year. If you can plan a year, you can plan 10 years. If you can plan 10 years, you can plan the rest of your life. Somebody will say, why should we plan? Why should we begin to, are we God to begin to plan? Let me show you something in the scripture. I don't want to take much time. First of all, when you go to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 11, verse 1, the Bible told us that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How do you show that you have faith when you don't even have something that you are hoping for? How do you show that you are trusting God when there is nothing that you are hungry for? There is nothing you are looking up to. You just wake up, no targets. It means that you are living your life without faith. And the Bible says without faith, eh, you cannot please God. That is, you are living a life that is offending God. And planning is a practical illustration of faith. Planning is a practical illustration of faith. That you wake up, and then you begin to say, I will go to office. It will take me two hours to go to office. You have not gone to office. You are still in your house. That's faith. And then I'm going to do this thing under three hours. You don't know how stressful that thing is going to be. That is faith. And then after three hours, I'm going to do another this thing. You, nobody has told you where you are going. But you are already planning that this is what you want to do. This is what I want to do. It's not what life will throw at me. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. It's not I will do what life throws at me. Life should not be lived that way. Life should be lived intentionally. What you want. Faith is substance of things hoped for. When you go to the book of Genesis chapter number 11, they told us about some people. And he said, this thing that they have imagined, they have planned to do, nobody will be able to restrain them from getting them accomplished. God was the one testifying. Let us go and build bricks. Let us build a tower that will rise up to the heavens so that we be not scattered. The people had an agenda and they began to plan. And they gave themselves to what they were doing. God testified. So if you say you are a child of God, that you have faith, you are trusting God for anything, and there is no plan on ground, I am telling you that faith without work is dead. Somebody will say, are you God? Why are you God? You say, you say, if God will, this is going to happen. If God will, what is it that you want, if it is the will of God, this is what I want to happen. In the next five years, what is your target? In the next 10 years, remember I said, if you can plan your day, you can plan the week. And there is no right-thinking individual that while you are building your plan, you begin to factor in failure, negativism. That will not condition your mind to think. That is a talk for another day. So, the substance of things, it shows that you, you have faith. 
Why will somebody leave his house in the morning and is coming to the office if he does not have faith? The person should have stayed in his house, shouldn't have left the house. So if you, if you have faith to leave your house and to come and believe that something will come, then you should become much more intentional about it. And you see, the little faith you are manifesting is working. Why not become intentional about it? One of the things that led to this stuff is that I was talking with a few people yesterday and I told them that, last night, I told them that it, it will not be good that you came through somebody and then you didn't surpass the record of that person. I was telling some people like that. I said, at least I came, somebody trained me and as we speak, I'm doing more than what he did and it is scriptural. So it's going to be unscriptural if, it, if any of us here don't do more than we, we are doing. But it is not going to happen until you believe in it. And that is not going to slow down what I'm doing. I will keep pursuing, but it is now incumbent on us to surpass the record. Jesus Christ said, the works I do shall you do and greater works. Which means the success of Jesus is not even there to, to, to intimidate us. Didn't place a limit on us. But you must, you must have to dream and plan. In Proverbs chapter number 16, verse 1, hear this. The Bible says the preparations of the heart a man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord for you to understand that scripture he said that the preparation the planning is in the hand of man if you read King James sometimes you may not understand some scriptures Proverbs chapter number 16 verse 1 let me try to get it from Amplified Version Okay, the plans of the mind, the plans or the plans of the mind and the orderly thinking belongs to who? Belongs to man. Which Lord? The plans of the mind and orderly thinking belongs to man. That is the responsibility of man. The plans of the mind, plans of the planning, orderly thinking is man's responsibility. But from the Lord comes answer, that is the implementation, the actualization of what the man has planned. It is in the hand of God. It implies that your responsibility is to think and to plan. It is now in the hand of God to fulfill. Now, when you fail to do your own part, how do you expect God to do his own part? It is from the number of things that you thought about and plan from where God will begin to do his own. He may not do all, 
But whatever is going to do is going to be from the things you were able to think. He told us that to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever imagine. So he is not going to do anything outside your imagination. Anything that is outside your imagination, God will not do it. That is why the importance of planning. He didn't plan to become big. How will God make it happen? He will kill the person. When we were praying yesterday, we made mention about a man that made a prophecy that by this time tomorrow, you know, a, 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 a measure of law is going to cause so-so and so at the gate of Samaria. But a particular man could not contain it. He could not, he couldn't see it. He couldn't imagine it happening. He said, even if God will allow windows to open from heaven, that is not going to be possible. God made sure that that man did not, did not participate in it. The man died the day the thing was being fulfilled. The reason, he was not ready for it. What about the two spies that were sent to the land of, uh, uh, to, to, to spy the land that God promised the children of Israel? Ten could not contain it. Two were able. Those people died before that thing happened. So it's not possible for some certain things to happen that you did not dream of, you did not imagine, you did not plan. You know, I do tell people that somebody knows they succeed by chance. Success does not happen by chance. That is somebody say, ah, I never knew that I'm going to succeed and I succeeded. There is nobody that became successful by chance. It must be intentional. You think your own is going to happen by chance. That one day like this, money will just hit my account. You will wait till Jesus will come. You have to be intentional about it. Importance of planning, finally. The psalmist made a prayer in Psalm number 20, verse 4. If you read Amplified Version also, he said, he may grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. That is what he will grant. Your plans. So if God planned creation, you can see the wisdom of God. Look at yourself or look at when you are You see, was my wine made by chance? No, God took time and look at anybody. He took time and planned. So let us make man in our own image after our likeness. Let them have dominion. Intelligence. Let us make man. How? In our own image. 
what kind of image? Just like us. For them to have dominion, it was intentional. And at the end of the day, on the seventh day, he had to walk through everything that he made and confirm that they are okay. They were according to plan. Everything was according to plan. That was why he said, and he said they were very good. Which means he had a blueprint before he began to create. Then at the end of the creation, he compared what he has made from the plan he had. And he said, very good. Perfect. Then he blessed them. Think about it. What are we using as a template to check whether we are going according to plan? I would have made a mistake in my marriage if I never had a plan in 2010. While I was in the school, I already knew. And I knew when I was supposed to start, 2012. There was no mistake about it. So if anything was trying to happen before that time, I knew it wasn't according to plan. That was one of my saviors. I had my life planned. And while I was still in the school, I had the privilege of being their campus coordinator and I announced it from the pulpit. I don't know if you remember. I announced it from the pulpit. Say none of you is there and it's going to kick off from 2012. We're still in 2004, 2005. And I knew none of them had such plan to wait for the next seven years. Some people were in a hurry. I was not in a hurry. I would have made mistake earlier than that time. But because there was a plan, I knew that this, this thing didn't even fall in here. This thing that wants to happen, you're a mistake. Maybe today I would have been in my village cutting firewood. Just one mistake. And then while other people are running, you know, like, you don't, you're not moved because you're not working with your own plan. You have your own personal plan. When you have a personal plan, you'll not be threatened by or intimidated by whatever is happening. And then if everything works according to plan, you know how your life is going to end. Supposing everything works according to plan, how is your life going to end now? Where is the plan? That is the reason we need to go and build a plan. And my target is that at 50, I will stop hustling. I, I'm saying it. I've become a coach. I'll no longer be playing in the field. I'll be on the sideline, pointing fingers. That one, I don't need too much energy. I have a plan. Do you have a plan? Nothing happens by chance. And I'm working very hard. I told my wife, no vacation for me until because I have a plan. Vacation is not a monk. Me, is not a monk. for now, is not a monk. They can go. They can go anywhere they want to go. But this period, I know what I want to do till the next 10 years. So that tomorrow people will not say God is, is unjust. 
He's only favoring one person. I did not favor one person. You know, a man said, understanding is your ability to know what is under the thing that is standing. That as this building is here now, your ability to know that there is a foundation carrying the building, that that thing is understanding. Not just say, ah, what is happening in these people's life? Let it happen in my life. You need to know what is behind, what is under. There is a plan. He has a way of helping, restraining you. Though those where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. When the people are not pursuing anything, nothing will be restraining them. The word is enough for the wise. You say you are walking by faith. What are you hoping for? Where is the, where, where is the document that you, are, you intend to live up to? Jesus, I come in the volume of the book that is written concerning me to do your will, which means he actually discovered what he was to do. And the day the mother came and said, we were looking for you, he said, you should have known that at this point, this is what I should be doing. I should be about my father's business. That is, at this age now, this is what I should be doing. People should have known because the record was there. So if him at that age as a teenager has already known what to do at a particular time, how old are you? You don't know what you should do. Some of us, we get into gatherings that will not will not impact us in any way. I'm not saying socializing is not good. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But what do you, what is it going to impact on you? Let us rise up and pray.